business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days. Call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon to design Chuck Moore, hosting Chuck Moore Speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time. You're welcome to join us at 844 844- 439-1391-844-439-1391. Of course, today is the day. It is election day at last, the midterm election, the great peaceful revolution that occurs in this nation every two years and has been occurring since 1788, the very first election. And uh, we're all watching the news uh, carefully. Uh, I would argue um, with some anxiety from my perspective um, as I hope to see a real genuine uh, change in the government, a turning over to a new government, literally, because that's what happens every two years when there is a new Congress and then every four years a new president. And uh, I certainly hope the Republicans win. So if you're a Republican, get out and vote. If you're a Democrat who's disaffected or an, an independent, get out and vote for a Republican, even if you don't like that Republican necessarily. Because uh, it's very important right now for the Republican Party, which is in opposition, to take back the Senate and to increase its margins in the House and to hold on to state houses, if not increase numbers there as well. Um, This is a time when we have a president who has openly and outright stated that he intends to issue executive orders that are unconstitutional by the most conventional standards. That would involve um, such matters as offering legal status to over 20 million people. Uh, We have Obamacare, which is a a real reach into the direct control of people's health, being implemented before the end of this year. There are several other bills that are being implemented before the end of this year that they waited until after the election. And if if Obama gets to hold on to the Senate, his party, believe me, that's going to be brought down like a like a hammer on our heads. So a, a Republican victory and a good Republican victory would not only send a message, but it would give the Republican Party as the op- opposition party enough political clout to stop this from happening. 
and that's exactly what they will do if they win. Phil Keon is with us. He's a political commentator and radio talk show host from New Hampshire. Phil, how are you? Good, Chuck. How have you been? Good. Nice to hear you. Good. It's good to hear you. Good to hear you. Haven't haven't done a lot of radio lately. I'm a little rusty, but uh, you know, you, you yeah. and I used to do some in Massey in New Hampshire. So, um, yeah, I've That's already right. gone out and voted myself uh, before I came to the. Well, office. what's the what was it like? I mean, uh, is there a, a buzz going on at the booth? I mean, it's so early to know. Nobody can know what's going on now. Yeah. But, uh, w- yeah. Exactly. You're not, you're not going to know now. But I mean, you know, the, the, the turnout was good. The traffic was heavy, so I guess that's good. Um, and I yeah. just think people, you know, did I mean, you, you're did right. Did you talk I mean, to anyone? I mean, no, I just go in, do my do my thing, and come on out. I think we have a bit of delay here, mm-hmm. so I'll try to be careful when I, I don't want to jump on you. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> now uh, let's talk a little bit about New Hampshire because you know New Hampshire is the first state that's usually reported by the national media, and uh, everyone watches it. You know, I know that uh, Dan Rather, I mean, he played a, you know, he's done a lot of shenanigans over the years, and I think it was in the 90s that he called the national election. He claimed that um, Bob Smith was elected senator that year. His opponent was a Democrat. I think his name was Sweat or Sweet or something. Yeah. There were no results in, but Dan Rather playing his usual game, declared New Hampshire as a Democrat victory, even though he didn't have a shred of evidence to back it up. And the reason he did it is because New Hampshire is on the eastern seaboard, and it sent the message to the rest of the nation that the Democrats were going to win, even though that was a complete lie. And it had an effect of suppressing the Republican vote. Uh, So I think the same thing could happen now with Scott Brown. I could just see it happening. I could just see the three networks, which despise the Republican Party, getting up and declaring that Shaheen won before they have any evidence either way, just to give – suddenly people are going to sit up and say, hey, you know, Democrats are going to win. Yeah, um, you're So right. I guess – The other thing is that, you know, I mean, these days they might not be wrong. I mean, if you look at New England, it's all blue. It's it's really something. Um you know, uh, Scott Brown came up here. I mean, you know, a carpet bag. I mean, call him what you want, and and not that you know. I mean, he, he's not perfect either. But you know what? In in, in elections, you take um, you know the the the, the least um, you know unfavorable candidate. I guess in, in bad races. Yeah, you go with the lesser of the two evils, and because you want less evil in the government. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that's what I tell exactly. people. They say, "How could I vote for evil?" You're going to vote for Gene Shaheen? Now, a story has just come out today. It's a little late. Too bad it didn't come out a few weeks ago, and I'm not even sure it would matter with liberals. But the fact is that Shaheen was the major main point person in the U.S. Senate um, in the liberal delegation with regard to contacting Lois Lerner at the, FBI, at the, uh, at the uh, IRS to uh, suppress uh, conservative uh, nonprofits. You yes, know, I mean, I the whole scandal around that. Yes, I, I heard that as well. I mean, it, it is too bad it, it, it came out so late because that would have been huge in a race that's, you know, within the margin of error right now, too. Um, you know, it, it's going to be close. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, hey, you know, you, you you get what you deserve, I guess, when you come out of the polls. So 
I mean, I'm just shocked that, you know, I mean, we get all Democrats in New Hampshire, including the governor, who, who's up for re-election. you got Ginter uh, go, trying to unseat uh, Carol Shea Porter. I think Custer's running mm-hmm. for her seat as well. Um, she's in a different right. district than I am. But um, it, it's, you know... It's a you know let's wait and see. I mean it's gonna it's gonna be tight. They're all they're all gonna be tight. All these swing states that the Republic, Republicans have to pick up to swing the Senate back in their favor are all very very close. But you know, well, you know I, the I, fact I, that that New Hampshire and Massachusetts are close in certain elections um, that should tell us something positive. I mean here in Massachusetts, I think that um, Charlie Baker has a pretty good shot. I mean, I would never put it by um, you know the Democrats to pull something out, but you know he could win it. He really could. I think he is going to win it, but you never know. I mean, it's not, and it's not just because Martha Coakley is such a despicable and loathsome person. It's because right. she actually openly supports the same old ideas that uh, the left always assumes are going to win in Massachusetts. She's come out in favor of the uh, automatic gas tax. She's come out in favor of raising taxes. She says there's nothing wrong with the Department of Social Services, where um, there have been kids showing up dead all you know several several per year. I mean, for a number of years, nothing wrong with that. Pay no attention. Right. And the thing right. is that liberals liberals got away with that in Massachusetts. So I I think that when if and when Charlie Baker wins, the the narrative from the Globe, which endorsed Charlie Baker, by the way. Interestingly, I think it was the first Republican they've endorsed since since Calvin Coolidge. Um, you know, but the the narrative is going to be well. That's because um, Coakley is such an awful candidate, which is true. But I think it's bigger than that. I think it's that the people of Massachusetts really, you know, have rejected not only Deval Patrick, that empty suit, but the whole rotten, I you know, body of ideas and and, and principles that that the liberal Democrats are about in Massachusetts. So we'll see. You know, I don't want to count the eggs before they're in the basket, but no, you know, it's going no, to be one heck of a night. It is, and it's going to, and it's going to be up, up late. Um, you know, it'll be late before they come in, and we may not know uh, about the Senate until tomorrow. There's going to be a couple of runoffs, it looks like. Uh, Georgia and Louisiana uh, both could come down to a runoff, in which, in which, and if they do, in both cases, it seems like the Republican will pick up the seat. So right, that, right. that'll be interesting. Uh, but but even the fact that they're that close, I think, favors the Republicans. There's been polls done that indicate that there has been a surge in the direction of the Republicans. Um, and, and I think you know if 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 they win and if they take back the Senate, that's going to be I think it for for Obama. I mean, I think he's going to be a lame duck. I think he's going to unravel. I think he's going to go into a funk. He's not going to have any, uh, you know, he'll be just uh, a figurehead for the next two years. What do you think? Well, I think, yeah, because I don't see him cooperating. You know, they say, well, this could be the best thing for him because then he can show that, you know, he'll have to work with the other side, Bill, the other side and bills will come to his desk. And, you know, maybe, maybe they can get something done. I, I don't see that at all. I just think he's stubborn. You know, in his opinion, he's never been wrong. He never will be wrong. It's, you know, it's his way. Is the is the only way, and I I don't see him cooperating at all. I see him vetoing any bill that that, that comes to his desk, unless you know, 
again, unless the unless the Democrats really put some pressure on him. I mean, he hasn't been out campaigning for any of them. None of them want to talk about you know about, about him with his numbers right now. Um, so yeah, I, I I I don't see that happening at all. Um, as far as him him cooperating, what you will get is probably a couple uh, deeper investigations into you know Benghazi people sick of hearing it. But you know what? It was it was it was a crime. It was a cover up. I mean, and the same with the IRS. This is a huge cover up. And I don't care what side you're on. When it comes to the IRS, they're the most powerful uh, agency in this country, and they can they can ruin your life overnight. And I don't care what side you're on. If you want them doing what they did to those Republican groups, and you're on and you're a Democrat, you should be as angry as the Republicans. I mean, because you guess what. Republicans take over. The, you you could be next, and and that's just the way it is. And that's that's one thing I don't I, right. I don't see why both parties aren't on top of this. I, I just well, don't. I think that your average rank and file Democrat would hopefully agree with that. You know, because they they realize that uh, you know how corrupt that is when you get a powerful agency like that that wields that kind of fearful power to uh, be in a position where it can harass dissent. You know, I would think that most average liberals are are horrified by that, and I think that they are, especially since you get Gene Shaheen and Al Franken and these others who apparently signed this letter demanding that, uh, that uh, you know, supporting uh, Lois Lerner, who has pled the fifth several times, right. Uh, right. to uh, basically harass Republican groups. You know, it's... Uh, it's chilling. It's despicable. It's really, you know, so it's such a politicization of that agency that, uh, you know, I think people are horrified. But of course, the liberal left wing rank and file, they love it. They don't care. You know, they, they oh, want they to go care. after. They think that these. They think this is great. I mean, they'd like a dictatorship, and they've already said it. How about, you know, I don't think it was his last State of the Union, maybe the one before, um, when when he said, you know, if, if Congress doesn't doesn't go along with what I'll what I want to do, I'll I'll do it myself. And half the chamber stands up and cheers. He just basically told you you're right. irrelevant. He's taking your power away, and you stood up and clapped for him. I mean, that was ridiculous. What it's happened that night? It was terrible. I mean, yeah. it, it, what you what he's doing is unconstitutional. This is ridiculous. There's some of the power, and he's gonna you know uh, um, make uh, you know twenty thirty million illegals uh, legal. I mean, but with the stroke of a pen? Are you kidding me? I mean, again, it's it's something well, that both parties, that's an issue. 25, 30, 40 years ago, both parties would have been against this. There's no way you would have been. Anyone would even say it, even if they wanted to do it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, I've, 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 told, I've, I've suggested that even if you would agree with him, and I don't think most people do, you know, it's unconstitutional. Only Congress has the power to make law, not the president. All right, Bill Keon's my guest. We'll be right back. Jed, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? 
We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. I bet you've heard this phrase before, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. It's attributed to poet Ralph Waldo Emerson in the late 19th century. Since that time, more than 4,400 patents have been issued for new mousetraps, making them the most frequently invented device in U.S. history. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from the three-step plan home business system. Now, we don't sell mousetraps, but we do market the highest quality products we can find in our business category. To prove it, we'd like to send you a free sample that you could try for yourself. Right now, we're looking for people in this area who would like to earn between $500 and $5,000 a month using a telephone and the Internet to market these great products. To get your free sample and find out how you can make extra money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the bathroom, whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And you're listening to the USA Network and Affiliates. By the way, you're welcome to join the program. We are at 844-439-1391. 844-439-1391. And uh, we've got political commentator Phil Keon here from New Hampshire, which is, as they call it, the bellwether state. It's the first one of the first states in the nation to uh, report returns 
in the election, so it gets a lot of attention right in that first hour when people are, you know, the polls haven't yet closed in the western part of the country. So I think we could really watch the uh, Scott Brown race against Gene Shaheen. Um, You know, Phil, Phil, I've heard reports that um, one of Scott's problems in New Hampshire, and you kind of reflect a little of this yourself, and and you might want to comment, is that uh, conservatives and uh, Tea Partiers, people like me, people like you, we, we, we're reluctant to vote for for Scott Brown. Um, you've got uh, a former Senator Bob Smith, who I don't think has helped. You've got people who are conservatives who are not going to vote for him, or who are you know just going to not vote. Which uh, I mean, you know, is that is that going on there at this point, or are people falling in behind uh, Scott? There, there is some of that. I think you know there is a little bit of that. Um, but again, you know, I mean, I'd vote for a ham sandwich before I'd vote for Gene Shaheen. So, I mean, the fact right. that, it, 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 you know, I, I, th- I wish people would look at it like it's not a vote for Scott Brown. It's a vote against her. It's as simple as that. They say the same thing with the last presidential election. You know, the Republicans stayed home because they didn't like Romney. Well, you know what? You weren't really didn't have to vote for Romney, but you had you should have gone out and voted against Obama. It's as simple as that. I mean, like you said, well, you, take, they you take the lesser of two evils. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I mean, I, I mean, I, these people that want, they say they'll stay home because they don't like the candidate. Well, yeah, okay. Well, we, we you know, we can't, you couldn't handpick your candidate. That's fine. But he's still, he's better than what's there now. I don't. And, and if he isn't, we'll get we'll get rid of him. And if and if the, and, and forget the the D and the R. If, if if the roles were reversed and the Republican was horrible, I'd vote for the Democrat myself at that point. It's like I said, if, if, I, if I really thought Obama was half of what he claimed to be when he ran for his first election, I might have voted for him. But I know he was full of it from the beginning, as you and I both did, long before. You know, right. we, we were doing uh, some radio together like a year or so before he, he, he was elected president. And, and we knew then that it was just, you know, it, it, it was just a fabrication. I mean, what other politician would have survived the Reverend Wright deal? I mean, come on. And nobody else would have could have possibly survived that. I mean, it's it's and crazy. And that was what only the stuff we knew. Just, that was yeah. And, 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 I'm and sorry, that was only and they, the stuff we and, knew about him. Exactly. Yeah. And then is it? And then the media just covered it up and covered it up and covered it up. And you know they loved him. Uh, you know, and and they still do. And his numbers would be a twenty percent approval rating if 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 they'd actually cover this. You know, his his administration honestly. It's it's ridiculous well, how much yeah. they the, the mainstream media you know covers him and and for the Republicans to ever think they're gonna they're gonna cover you fairly you're crazy you, you know stop stop thinking that you know you're gonna get a fair shake from these people because you're not I mean the the same thing was um was the Candy Crowley thing with the Obama thing about the, the, the oh the, yeah they the, bumped, um, they ganged up on Marley they, well yeah. and 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 you know what all the everyone sees the debate that night nobody sees you know. You know, you know, ten hours later, when the truth comes out, and she was wrong. You know, because first of yeah, all, I mean, they, they, that was two CBS against one. Yeah. They won't cover it. That was dreadful. I mean, that was two against one. It was so obvious, and uh, they, they just, uh, you know, she was like poking her, her big nose in the middle of it and attacking Mitt Romney and, in the and, middle of it. And, a, and a re- if you remember, Obama obviously knew it because he he asked Romney to repeat that statement. 
It's like he knew <laughs> that she was going to back him up. If you, I'm, do you remember that? He said, "Oh, excuse me, Governor. Would you would you repeat that, please?" And he and he did. And then Candy Crowley said, "Well, no, he really did mention. You know, he was against terrorism on the lawn of the White House, but he didn't. He he, he didn't call that incident terrorism, but he did say he was against terrorism. Oh, well, great. Man. That's good. You're against terrorism. I I, I would hope so. You know, <laughs> but of course, it was really, think, of course, Mitt Romney also." Mitt Romney really stepped in it also because he should have just simply gone after the issue with, with both fists. He shouldn't have, you know, he was too nice. That's one thing nice. that with Republicans, right. he was. Republicans are too nice. They, they try to kiss up to the media to get it. You're right, Phil. I mean, you have to really take be, be very simple, be very direct. Don't be confrontational, yeah. but just speak plain truths and, okay. and do not get sidetracked by these uh, – you know, these little, I mean, talk about sidetracks. I mean, it's Stephanopoulos, right? I mean, Romney actually handled that one well. He's like, uh, you know, bringing up the issue of birth control uh, and asked him like yeah, five times. And Romney's like, there's no issue here. What are you talking about? I mean, the whole thing was, a, yeah, there's nothing going on. You know, that, that was a plant by a, by an ad agency in Rhode Island, uh, left-wing ad agency, uh, Fenton Communications, that, yeah, that like, said, well, yeah. let's bring this up as a way of, you know, throwing everybody <laughs> off center, which they were successful at because well, they, they, they put bought it. All right, we'll be right back. On gas and get paid to do it. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the Three Step Plan Home Based Business System. Gas was only about a dollar a gallon when I started the Three Step Plan. Today, thousands of families are working from home, driving less, and earning extra money with their own home business. Go to 3stepusa.com. Hi, my name is Gara, and I'm from Missouri. I heard about the three-step plan, and I checked into it. It's changed my life. I get to stay home instead of driving 50 miles a day to work. I finally paid off a bunch of debt. The three-step plan has worked for me. Most three-step plan members work part-time using the telephone and the Internet to build their business. Our tried and proven home business system can give you the tools and training you need to build your own home business. Do something now. If you'd like to check out the three-step plan, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and my guest is Phil Keon. We're analyzing the election, which is occurring today. Get out and vote if you're a Republican or a disaffected Democrat or an Independent. It's time to change our government, to peacefully overthrow the existing government 
and start a new government, which we do every two years in this country. Uh, you know, it took the media, even in spite of the media fawning all over Obama and worse, uh, there's a new book out showing that, uh, you know, Obama apparently was uh, eavesdropping on, on news people, uh, the administration, um, through looking at their computers uh, to find out what coverage was about. And in spite of all that, his popularity has finally dropped. I mean, it took them years of attacking George Bush to get his popularity to drop. This is the other way around. But it has dropped, and I think it's dropped further than even they admit. Uh, oh, yeah, I, think I don't that's think so. yeah, those, those numbers. Those numbers might not be accurate. You're right, and and, and if, exactly. if he was covered, if he was covered fairly and honestly and openly, I, again, those numbers would be probably half as half as high as they are now. Um, yeah, know, it, it really is. Although I will tell you, the Democrats are throwing him under the bus like crazy. I mean, you oh, have. Yeah. Uh, in 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 Kentucky, uh, what, what's her name? Grimes. She wouldn't even admit that she voted for him. Even Gene well, Shaheen, uh, right. who probably yeah. has to have surgery to have her nose removed from his backside after you know, this election, yeah. she even <laughs> threw him under the bus. I mean, she she's like, "Do you agree with Obama?" Well, yes and no, she says. Yeah, right. I, mean, I it's, know. Uh, I, you know so. They, do they really think that the electorate is this stupid? Maybe they do. I mean, I, I mean, do do we do we really <laughs> think that, that Grimes did not vote for him? I mean, why she just come out and admit it? I, you know, I, I, she lost. <laughs> I she lost really. a little. Um, she lost some popularity when she when she wouldn't admit that. I mean, people know. You know, when when when, when it's an I obvious. Know, it's really funny. You know, if you can't answer that question, well, how well are you the thing go is, I think Senate? that. You know, I don't want to get too too uh, jubilant here, but. I think oh, that no, no. if the Republicans win, and even if they don't win big, but if they do win big, it, you know, Obama's going to be exposed. I mean, all of these, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of his own money, and he's a pretty tight with money, you know, oh, yeah. uh, hiring lawyers to make sure that all of his private records would be, uh, w- would be, uh, you know, closed. His college right. m- records, his, his birth records, right. everything yep. is sealed. Everything is right. shut. And I think that once he loses the veneer of, of support officially after this election, God willing, it's all going to come out. It's going to, you know, everything is going to start to, the whole thing, the whole jig is going to be up. You know, at least that's how I see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. And I, I would want that, and I know you would, for a Republican or a Democrat. If, they, if they're corrupt, they're corrupt. Let's get them out. Let's expose them and get them out. That's what the media used to do. I mean, even Bob Woodward, you know, the, the, the whole Watergate thing, it wasn't the crime. It was the cover-up. And he said if he was younger and he was a young reporter, he goes, I'd be in Cincinnati camped out on this IRS story till I got to the bottom of it. And, and there's, there's no journalistic investigations anymore i mean they don't they don't cheryl atkinson is the is the is is doing great work and they they were they were hacking into her computer deleting her files while she watched it i mean That's i'm right. sure you saw that i mean she was taking pictures on yeah, her cell yeah. phone just to have some kind of evidence that you know these files it was like a movie you know when you see the files disappearing rapidly off the off the screen i mean it, it was really something and she did some great work but, yeah, you bet. And then you got James O'Keefe, who's been on this program and who's uh, Project Veritas. He goes yeah, out yeah, undercover and he exposes, yeah, he exposes voter fraud. He's exposed how extensive it is in North Carolina. I think that uh, that's the one thing about today that really worries me. 
You know, the Democrats might roll out. I had an interview with uh, several people in Colorado, including a state senator out there, who says that Colorado now has all mail-in ballots. Talk about a recipe for voter fraud. They've got people called uh, ballot harvesters who are going out basically looking in in trash bags and in the in lobbies of big buildings for uh, for, oh, for ballots and they're, they're, they're filling them out you would all think right, we'll so. be right back at another break here oh yeah no it's a it's a recipe for fraud you can't tell who sent that in we'll be right back a truth talk defender chuck morse is someone you really do want to know Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 Tuna Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years. And I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet. And I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thanks so much, and we're back. Bill Keon's my guest. We're talking about the election, obviously, happening today. You know, Phil, I can tell you that um, 
at my polling place here in Boston, where I live, there was a lot of people, a lot more people than usual. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's good news for Republicans. I mean, I think that there's a lot of energy there. They didn't look like the usual types either, you know, the usual kind of straggly types with the little gray ponytails. They looked a little different. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? A little younger. Women with these dresses that look like walking tents. I didn't see them. I saw younger yeah. people, more professional looking. People that I think were on our side. I mean, I didn't ask, but uh, it just looked a little different. Who knows? It's very unscientific, but right. uh, well, I think that there's, say, there's a lot going on. They say the younger, you know, the younger generation is leaning more Republican now because they had the hope and change thing. They're getting out of college. They owe 120 grand in, in college bills, and they don't, and they can't find a job. And, you know, right. so they are getting a little disenchanted with the hope and change thing, because, like I said, you and I knew it, it was mostly bull when it when it came out a year before the first election, presidential election that, that Obama got elected in. But, you know, but these these guys bought it. They bought it hook, line and sinker. And they, you know, they were counting on hope and change and the most transparent administration ever, ever. He makes Nixon look like a couple of choir boys. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's crazy. No, and it was what, reported. It was reported. It was reported a couple of weeks ago that um, Hispanics are breaking toward Republicans. And even recently, there's been a video that's gone viral showing uh, blacks are breaking toward Republican, believe it or not. I mean, they had uh, they interviewed a couple. I don't know if you saw this on YouTube. It's, it's gotten over 10 million hits. It's huge. Uh, it shows they interviewed a couple of, of black guys and, and women, kind of rapper types. Uh, you know, they're saying, hey, you know. We, we we don't buy this this nonsense that that's with this bill of goods. You know, I live in Detroit. This city's been controlled by Democrats for half a century, and right. you know, and look what they've done. You know, I mean, right. And I actually think that they might be able to make inroads in the black community because if Obama had been white, he'd be viewed as a racist. You know, with with his policies. I mean, in terms of the you know the increase in unemployment and the increase, the increase in, in welfare yep. and all the rest. Right, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, I've seen that a lot more of the, of the uh, blacks going on. We're going you to a break. get a couple of my tribe in there too. The Jews hey. might even support the Jack, I'm going to call you back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question: Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Maurice Forte, have written our book, The Answer. Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much. I want to thank Bill Keon for joining me. We've got Ryan Morrow coming up in hour number two with the Clarion Project. Uh, they uh, monitor 
uh, the uh, rise of Islamism in the United States, uh, Muslim Brotherhood and its various appendages uh, operating uh, in, in terms of the implementation of what they call civilizational jihad, which sort of runs as a bit of a, um, I guess you might say it's a dialectical partner to the radical jihad that is, of course, uh, chopping people's heads off and blowing up buildings. Uh, as, as an ultimate goal of subduing the entire planet uh, under the scimitar, complete control. Uh, it's a complete mirror, in my opinion, of leftist uh, fantasies and socialism in that uh, it calls for complete control of the state, uh, nanny state control of people's lives, what they call Sharia, the uh, you know, the, the differences between that and the nanny state as envisioned by the communists and the Nazi socialists is really cosmetic more than real. And then, of course, the other plank in, the, in it is uh, jihad. And jihad, of course, is uh, the actual conquest of the planet, either through force of violence um, or through a subversion, through... Uh, worming their way into the system very slowly and over time, getting people used to it, like frogs in a Petri dish. You know, you raise the temperature a little bit, the frog doesn't notice. You raise it a little bit more, the frog still doesn't notice. By the time the frog notices, the temperature is too hot, and they, they, they've forgotten how to move. They've become paralyzed. Um, you know, so it's either that or the outright war. Anyway, the uh, Ryan Morrow from the uh, Clarion Institute uh, does a lot of good and solid research on that and in terms of um, monitoring it, following it, telling us about it. I wonder if there's been much of an impact um, on this campaign um, in terms of people being concerned about it, being concerned about the Obama foreign policy which, of course, has at least implicitly been pro-jihad, in my opinion. Um, he's basically given a green light to the Iranians to build a nuclear bomb, which is going to shift the power of, of the entire balance of the world in the direction of Islam, frankly. Um, apparently, they've, uh, you know, they, they, they sided with the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt, and once the Muslim Brotherhood was deposed in Egypt, they basically gave a backhand to the to the new government of um, of Fatah el Sisi, who was elected. Uh, they seem to they, you know they they deposed um, Muammar Gaddafi after he had agreed to dismantle his uh, nuclear development, and as he appeared to be moving in the right direction and replace them with uh, radical Islamists. Uh, the same thing in Syria, trying to replace uh, Bashar al-Assad, who also, as bad as he is, you know, by Islamic standards, he was moderate, with uh, more radical uh, re rebels. And by pulling out completely of Iraq without any presence whatsoever, he encouraged the rise of ISIS. So, you know, you have basically, if you take a look at the Muslim Middle East, a, a massive increase in radicalism, 
in this country, we've had instances of radical Islamism, which are not called what they are, which are not identified properly as, as motivated by very devout Muslims, but rather they are referred to as, uh, you know, workplace uh, anger, you know, this sort of thing. Kind of serves a two, you know, like a lot of things, frankly, on the left, it serves a, a dual purpose. Number one, it avoids at- attacking implicit allies, which are Islamists, and it also calls for a greater government control over just average people under the guise that we might become angry people. You know, we might end up doing this. It's, in other words, they're accusing all of us when they say workplace violence, something so vague. Uh, you know, they, they're they not basically identifying it for what it is, which is jihad. So I guess that I'm wondering if, if any of that is playing a role in this election. Do people care? I think probably less so than about the economy, about the, the impending wet blanket over the economy that is represented by Obamacare and by other uh, onerous regulations that are putting further dampers on our ability to create capital. Pop quiz, kid. You know what's at 3221 Highway 22? The new Dickinson Granger branch. You know what was there before that? Who cares? There's a Granger branch there now. Granger's got everything we need from inventory management to safety services and solutions. They even have this handy mobile app for easy browsing on the go. Let's head over there and stock up. There's nothing I love more than a new Granger branch, kid, including you. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash oil and gas or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you're like me, every time you see an ad on TV about feeding hungry children, it touches your heart. You know children are starving. You want to do something, but things are pretty tough here right now. Go to usagoodness.com and find out how you could help feed hungry children while earning extra money to meet the needs of your own family. How great is that? I'm Andy Willoughby, and we'll show you how to be a social entrepreneur. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and... uh... I'd like to again thank Phil Keon for joining me in the first segment. Um, I should mention that my books, my books, my books, they're available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Uh, just go on down to Amazon, put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will see 11 e-books come up. These are full-length books, three paperbacks as well, published, all dealing with a vast uh, cross-section of topics. Uh, you could read a little bit about them, read the reviews, look at the pictures, read a couple of pages for free. Uh, these are twenty-five to 95,000 word books. Uh, the price, prices range anywhere from three to five bucks, so they're moderately priced. You can check it out again by going to Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E. I'd also like to mention that I am partnering with Tidbits, T-I-D-B-I-T-T-S dot com to offer a daily commentary and podcast of this program, which you would receive Monday through Friday 
by email every morning. It arrives at 6 o'clock in your email box or on your smartphone. And I basically uh, give uh, sort of off-the-record information about this program, uh, my preparation for the program. I comment on the content that day. I share other thoughts and musings. Uh, and I also include in that a podcast of the program. The cost for that is $0.99 cents a month. You can cancel at any time. The first month is free, so I think it's a pretty good price. And it is exclusive commentary. So go to Tidbits, T-I-D-B-I-T-T-S. The name of it is Chuck Moore Speaks. That's the name of this program. The commentary is called Talk Radio Show Notes Podcast. And again, you'll get that at $0.99 cents a month every day, Monday through Friday, uh, fresh exclusive commentary that is based upon um, this program. So check it out. Anyway, we'll be back in hour number two with Ryan Morrow. Get out and vote, especially if you're Republican, an independent, or a disaffected Democrat. Let's throw the rascals out. We'll be back. News alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. Are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you. You can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money. We could help you, too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Go 
Good afternoon. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 to noon Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. You're welcome to join the program. 844-439-1391. 844-439-1391. We are joined by Ryan Morrow. He is with the Clarion Project. He's a national security analyst as well as an adjunct professor of Homeland Security. Ryan, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Ryan, the, uh, the Clarion Project covers the insidious uh, encroachments by the Muslim Brotherhood into American politics, American culture, American life, with all of their various appendages uh, as they engage in what's been called civilizational jihad. That is to say, um, in conjunction with what's going on overseas and occasionally here, which is violent jihad, they want to implement uh, Sharia law or encourage it through stealth, through subversion, through convic- through conversation. It, it's very similar to what the old communist movement did back in the 1940s and 50s. Um, what's going on with it, and do you think it's playing a role in the election today? Uh, without a doubt. I mean, the Muslim Brotherhood does have essentially a lobby here in the United States, and so do other Islamist groups like Jamaat-e-Islami in Pakistan. Uh, which is currently lobbying the U.S. government to try to influence their policy towards Bangladesh. Uh, so the idea that foreign Islamist groups are lobbying in the U.S. is nothing new, and it really shouldn't be controversial. It's like any other special interest. But as for the elections, they're trying to influence it in multiple ways. Number one, uh, they criticize those that they don't like as Islamophobes. Um, that goes without saying. So that's essentially an endorsement of that candidate's opponent. Um, they also have praised different candidates without actually endorsing them. And then in some cases, they actually give donations. And the reason they give these donations is not just to help out a candidate that they like, it's to gain access. And sometimes it's just a few hundred dollars, but that's what will get you into the congressional offices, that will get you in contact with advisors, and it's reflective of how Islamists feel about a particular candidate. What exactly is their agenda? I mean, I think that it's safe to say they're working both sides of the fence, Republican and Democrat, they're in high levels of influence, certainly in the Obama administration. What is it they want? The ultimate goal, according to their own documents, is to wage a basically a nonviolent war for now inside the United States, and they say explicitly it's for uh, destroying Western civilization from within. That's from a 1991 U.S. Muslim Brotherhood memo that was captured by the FBI and released, which none of us were supposed to ever see. Um, but more incrementally, what their objective is, is to influence counterterrorism policy that affects these Muslim Brotherhood groups. They obviously want to be exempt from scrutiny and from negative publicity. It's to influence the media. And, and for policy, in terms of foreign policy, it's to advance the Islamist cause. So that means bashing Israel, um, influencing American foreign policy in a pro-Brotherhood direction, as it has been under this administration. Uh, so there's a lot that the Islam, Islamists can still accomplish, even if that ultimate goal of implementing Sharia around the world is not achievable for them. If you say they're they're, they're trying to implement uh, basically watered-down counter-terrorist policies inside the United States, does that mean that they support the terrorist infrastructure development here? Absolutely. Now, if a member of ISIS, for example, were to walk into their mosque and, and start shouting about the resurrected caliphate, 
uh, they may get kicked out. And that's for two reasons, because uh, you can be a member of the Muslim Brotherhood Network, you can be an Islamist radical yourself, and still not like ISIS or al-Qaeda, um, because of the differences, and so you may deem it in your interest to kick him out of the mosque or to call the police on him, and that's happened in the past. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're not part of the same overall jihad and cause. So sometimes when we look at Muslim Brotherhood-linked groups, we say, well, stylistically, they're very different than al-Qaeda. They condemn al-Qaeda and ISIS. Therefore, these are the moderates that we're looking for, and that's how they get into congressional offices. In my latest article at clarionproject.org, I talk about how there was a study done that found that this year alone, campaign donations uh, from Islamists went to two Republicans and nine Democrats. Over the past 15 years, about $700,000 has gone to federal candidates, so that doesn't include governors, and $85,000 has gone to presidential campaigns. Do you list who those candidates are? We sure do. You can read the article at clarionproject.org. If you want more detailed information, you can check out the core database by searching for the Islamist Money in Politics Project, which assembled the data, but over at Clarion Project is where we kind of, we went through it and we summarized it in a more readable fashion. The two Republicans have gotten Islamist money is uh, Terry Lynn Land, who is running for a Senate seat in Michigan. Uh, she's gotten about $2,500 from two Islamist sources. And the second Republican is Senator Pat Roberts of Kansas, who got $250 from a CARE-linked donor, CARE being the Council on American-Islamic Relations, uh, which I'm sure your listeners are aware of, has links to Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood. And then there's another nine right. Democrats that also got money. It's an unindicted co-conspirator in the um, Holy Land case. Exactly. The, um, the influence of um, – how, how influential is the uh, – the Sharia movement, the radical Islamist movement in the American Muslim community, particularly in Michigan, where there's a large concentration? Well, it is definitely strong in Michigan. Michigan being the one case I'm aware of in the survey where both the Republican candidate and the Democratic candidate for Senate has gotten money from Islamist sources. So for them, they've been able to get enough political capital that no matter who you are, Republican or Democrat, uh, they feel favorable towards you. Governor Rick Snyder, for example, got himself into some hot water earlier this year uh, because he decided to speak at the annual convention of the Islamic Society of North America. Again, that's a group that the Justice Department says is an entity of the Muslim Brotherhood. Their speaker lineup is full of Islamist radicals, people that support Hamas and acts of terrorism and implementing Sharia. And so we criticized Governor Snyder for giving his credibility to that conference. He defended it by saying, no, this is a moderate organization that's not linked to terrorism. He did not address the fact that they have an extremist background, and that was very unfortunate. And then he went and he spoke at the conference, and I guess to, to try to save himself when he was aware of the heavy criticism he was getting, he emphasized that he believes in Israel's right to exist. Now, ISNA, the Islamic Society of North America, says that they believe in that in a two-state solution, but apparently not, because when the governor said that, they went crazy and Islamist forces started basically campaigning against him and calling him essentially a party to bigotry. I see. So support of Israel is, bigot, is bigoted. Exactly. Uh, you have a situation where uh, former President Jimmy Carter addressed a group that is openly uh, supportive of, if not a part of Hamas. Uh, you have Governor Chris Christie in New Jersey appointing a, uh, a state judge who was uh, previously 
head of a radical Islamist group, and he claimed uh, that anyone who disagreed with that is also Islamophobic. I mean, I guess that uh, from what you're describing here, Ryan, I mean, I, I would consider myself to be Islamophobic. I am phobic when it comes to these things. Uh, when it comes to the phenomena of Sharia law being implemented, and maybe maybe the fact that I happen to be a, a pro-Zionist Jew might add to that sense of phobia. But yeah, I'm phobic. I'm scared. You know, I mean, phobia means fear, and I think that the fear is something that uh, that one can make a case is quite real. It doesn't well, mean it's something against Muslim men and women. And here's why: okay. uh, because a phobia is an irrational fear. Now, I've never, at least in my interaction with you, seen any evidence that you have an irrational fear. You're not seeing a mosque that builds up a, you know, down the street and saying, oh, well, that must be an al-Qaeda cell. That, that would be an irrational fear. Um, but when you focus on data, actual polling data, and you focus on the actions of these groups and their documented backgrounds, uh, there is a legitimate concern there. It doesn't have to lead to paralysis. It doesn't have to ruin your life. But there's a legitimate fear that arises from objectively looking at these facts. And the term Islamophobia has basically become a synonym for saying that you're an anti-Muslim bigot. So CARE puts out this website where they profile what they call the leading Islamophobes around the country. Uh, I made the list, even though I uh, put a lot of work into upholding Muslims that stand against the Islamist radical ideology. Um, but nonetheless, they, may, they want to make people feel that I hate Muslims and that I'm trying to, you know, I have a negative agenda to ban Islam or right. kick Muslims out of the country or something. No, I mean, I suppose that by that standard, I would not be phobic in that it's not irrational. It's quite real. It's quite rational. I would argue it. And again, it's nothing that is, it doesn't mean I have something against Muslim men and women. It's that I have something against an ideology that uh, I think uh, is un-American and that seeks to, subvert and uh, overthrow the American way of life. I mean, to say that I'm anti-Muslim would be like saying I'm against German people if I was against Nazism, right. or I was against Russian people if I was against communism. We're talking here about an ideology. Uh, Ryan, what, what have you experienced any consequences for being on this enemies list of, of care? No, actually. People who study this issue have actually congratulated me on it uh, because they understand that being attacked like that by CARE is somewhat of a badge of honor. Their claims of bigotry and Islamophobia just have no credibility anymore. They have played this card so many times over the years that I think your average person does not take them seriously anymore. Shortly after 9-11, they started saying radical Islam as a terminology was somehow bigoted. Then they started saying to the Associated Press and the media, you shouldn't use the term Islamist even though the FBI recorded them using the term Islamist in their own private conversations. Uh, so they're trying to cleanse the American vocabulary so that it makes it impossible for us to identify the core ideology that unites the Muslim Brotherhood, CARE, Al-Qaeda, and all these different groups. They want Americans to view them as essentially neutral entities and all acts of terrorism as being essentially a defensive response to American, European, and Israeli aggression, and that simply isn't the case. Well, they're, they're basically describing why they're terrorists. I mean, when they say that, they're admitting that they are, and then they're going on to uh, rationalize the reasons for it. Um, you know, I think that this last summer we had the Hamas aggression against the state of Israel, 
Um, and the, the one of the things I learned from that was how much, how many people on the left are supporters of Hamas. Now, we should point out that there was President Bill Clinton who signed a, a, a paper declaring Hamas as a terrorist group um, in uh, 1998. And yet we have people on the left who are protesting in favor of Hamas in that war. And then you had kind of soft, kind of left-wing nincompoops like uh, Tom Hartman, the radio host, on his show making comments like that the missiles flying at Israel were firecrackers and that the uh, that Gaza is a prison camp, you know, and this kind of stuff. What do you make of that? I mean, uh, uh, why is it that these leftists who one would think are so-called progressive, and uh, why would they be su- uh, supporting Hamas? Well, firstly, uh, for me personally, when I looked at the media coverage, especially from the left during the recent round of fighting between Hamas and Israel, I would say it was the most fair coverage I've seen in a, in, in my lifetime, actually. Uh, there was a lot of mention of how Hamas was building these underground tunnels under hospitals and schools. Um, I, I really feel like it was a watershed moment in people realizing exactly what Hamas is up to and why they're out to defend themselves. All right, Ryan, we've got to take a brief break here. We'll be right back. Ryan Morrow is my guest from the Clarion Project. following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And And we're we're debt-free for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the Internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, Internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. 
If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and five in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. And my guest is Ryan Morrow from the Clarion Project. Uh, these guys are documenting and observing the rise of radical Islam in the United States and around the world. Um, you, you know, I think that, uh, Ryan, you make the case that uh, the media coverage was pretty fair. But I'm, I'm talking more about just uh, left-wingers in general. I went to an anti, a, a pro-Hamas rally here in Boston where I live. And it seemed to me that the, uh, the the participants on the pro-Hamas side were divided into two groups. On the first, on the one hand, you had Muslims who appeared to be Muslim and who were fairly respectful and quiet. On the other side, you had uh, left wingers who were faces were contorted with hatred and rage, and they were screaming and they were you know jumping up and down and you know they just uh, it, it was almost like the old you know, 60s radical uh, days. Uh, so I guess that, uh, you know, based on your observations, what is the attraction uh, for the left uh, for radical Islam? I mean, you would think that on the surface they, they would not be um, in sync with each other. Well, I'm seeing a nexus between the Islamist cause and some people on the left and even some people on the right. Those are more isolationists. Um, which I guess would be hardcore conservatives and some libertarians. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's a left-wing dynamic as much as it is taking different pieces of the political pie of uh, American politics. Um, but I think it comes down to a few different factors. Uh, the first is just plain moral equivalence. Uh, they view Israel and Hamas as being essentially equal, and so if Israel launches an offensive, uh, then Israel is to blame because they escalated uh, from that point of view. Um, it's obviously a false point of view, and I don't think I need to explain why. Uh, secondly, I think the biggest psychological factor is what one person, one author calls underdogma, which is that the American identity 
is very attached to the idea of the underdog. It's sort of like a David and Goliath story. So if you view Israel as the underdog by looking at the Arab world, you're more inclined to support Israel because it's small and tiny and the, and the weaker power. Uh, but if you're someone in college that hears about how the Palestinians are firing poorly made uh, rockets into Israel, that they're throwing stones, and they are overpowered by the Israeli military, you're going to say, okay, well, the Palestinians are the underdog. That's who I identify with, even if it's Hamas, and that's who I'm going to endorse. There was a very interesting study done at one university that the author of the Underdogma talks about, where one test group was given a description of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict with a map. That map blew up Israel um, and showed the Palestinian minority highlighted. Those that read that saw the Palestinian minority as the underdog, and they were favorable towards the Palestinians after reading it. Then the second test group was given the exact same summary of the conflict, but with a different map. That map showed the entire Arab world and tiny Israel highlighted. So Israel looked like the underdog. And that test group was pro-Israel after reading the text. So I think that that's really the, the core pillar of, of what's going on when you see that phenomenon. I think that plays a part in it, even though it's obviously ridiculous to suggest that Israel is anything but the underdog in that debate. But I think that more fundamentally, there is a movement within the left to be anti-Israel for the same reason they're anti-American. They don't like capitalism. They don't like freedom. They don't like democracy. They don't like private ownership and all of the things that America's about and that Israel is about. Um, and, and, you know, this is why the, uh, the Islamists have modeled this boycott Israel movement with entirely something entirely for the left. The language of it is leftist. The the people that are going for it, particularly in Europe, are leftist. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a – they're exploiting this dislike of, of American freedom. I, I think that's more what it's about for the left. They don't like America. You know, these are the same people that were protesting America. You know, I, they, they, I would they, not this characterize was the, it um, as that. I, yeah. I think it's wrong to just – characterize the left as being wholly anti-Israel or anti-American when you had many Democratic senators vote to give taxpayer money for the Iron Dome program, for example. And there's many left-wingers that serve in the U.S. military. Uh, I think that's an overly broad right. brush for me. And there's different messaging that okay. Islamists I mean, use for different yeah. audiences. They, they have some language that sure. they use for Christian audiences, some for libertarians, some for conservatives. No, I get that, and I think still most liberals are, are pro-Israel and and are anti-Hamas. I just think that they've made surprising inroads, and it's really sure. something that I think came out in the open more this past summer, and, and that it was an appeal to anti-Americanism that was at, at the core of of that message. Anyway, uh, I think that we should talk specifically, and we only have a minute or so. You, you, you've made the, the, the amazing claim, and I think well-founded, that the ultimate goal of groups like the Muslim Brotherhood is to create Sharia law in the United States and in the world. Brian, can you stay with me just briefly after the break, because I want to talk sure. about what that would look like. Sure. The KISS system, K-I-S-S, -S, keep it super simple. 
Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby presenting the Simple 3-Step Plan Home Business System. I really think that the main reason the 3-Step Plan has been able to help so many people build a business working from home is because of its simplicity. If you have a telephone, internet access, and some good old stick to you can make more money working from home. For information, go to 3-Step USA or call 800 800- 480-2102. Our turnkey system will give you everything you need to be successful. Many three-step plan members are now in the top 2% of income earners in the nation, and they did it working from home. If you want a better financial future and think you might appreciate the freedom of working from home, we invite you to check out the three-step plan. Go to 3-Step USA or call 800-480-2102. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156 now. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Ryan Boros, my guest from the Clarion Project. Uh, Ryan, you made uh, very important um, speculations earlier in the program where you said that the ultimate goal of groups like uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and ISNA and other fronts uh, for Islamic uh, extremism uh, see Sharia law as the ultimate goal for the United States and the world. Uh, What would that look like in the United States, do you think? Well, the Muslim Brotherhood model would allow elections, but all elections and freedoms would be within a Sharia framework. So you may elect your leader, but the leader would have to be approved of by a cleric. His legislation would have to be approved by a consensus of Islamic clerics. So you probably would get fined if you criticized Muhammad or thrown in jail or something like that. Uh, A Muslim convert um, or anyone that's a Muslim that converts away from Islam, they face the death penalty. Um, there's all sorts of restrictions on your speech and how you practice your religion. It's a, it's a very tyrannical system that they portray as being moderate by comparing it to historical theocracies or Nazism, uh, where there's no freedom at all. They allow a little bit of freedom and then portray that as somehow being moderate. Um, some Islamists say that you can implement Sharia as a form of governance wherever possible. Others, like most Muslim Brotherhood members, would say that, that there has to be a Muslim majority that first votes it in. Um, but none, nonetheless, you're still talking about a situation where they would like to see Sharia um, overtake Western democracy, and ironically, every step of the way, they'll say that this is just the Islamic version of democracy. Don't worry about it. This is just a minor difference meant to be suitable for our, our culture and our religion. 
would this mean that uh, non-Muslims would have dhimmi status? And and when I say that, in, in yeah. Islamic countries, non-Muslims literally have a different status. It's kind of like second-class citizenship. It's 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 almost it's kind of the only thing that's comparable in American history would be black people in the Jim Crow South. In other words, that um, you have diminished rights. You, you don't have the right to, you know, a trial by jury if you're if you're if you're making an accusation against a Muslim. You have to almost you have to wear certain garb that distinguishes you as different. Uh, you have to pay a special tax for the Muslim government allowing you to live for another year as a non-Muslim, you know, there are all these extra restrictions. You have a two-tier system. Uh, I mean, do they, I mean, this has been the case in every Muslim country. Do they admit that that's what would go on? In many cases, they do, actually. Uh, the leaders of these groups that we've talked about, CARE, ISNA, ICNA, uh, they recently endorsed a letter that condemned ISIS, but endorsed Sharia's Hadud punishments, which is the most criminal um, their, their criminal justice system that has the most horrific practices. Uh, so when the, they'll very slickly endorse it. In some cases, they'll openly endorse it. I have video that we posted at our website of Zaid Shakir, one of the most popular clerics in the United States, speaking at a, an ICNA conference, the Islamic Circle of North America, preaching that the flaw in democracy and the American Constitution is that it does not adhere to Sharia. And he goes on to explain what that means. He says the flaw in the Constitution is that we grant equality between Muslim and non-Muslim. So he admits that Sharia governance is based on Islamic superiority over the non-Muslims. And like you said, uh, non-Muslims are basically given three choices. The first is that they can convert and get the full rights of the state. The second is that they can live under the domination of the state with all kinds of restrictions and a special tax that they say is the charge for protecting you. And the third choice is die. Um, but ideally, they'd like you to convert. And secondly, they'd like to dominate you and make, especially those that practice their religions like Judaism and Christianity, live with such restrictions that cause it to decline and ultimately not pass to the next generation. It's, a, it's an incremental way towards eliminating other faiths. Right, and, and you can see in Muslim countries that uh, Christians and Jews often have embraced elements of Islam. It's just part of their upbringing. Uh, I wanted just one more question here, Ryan. We've got a, one more break. I apologize. We'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. 
is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. By losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ilikehowilook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pant sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com and maybe soon you'll be saying, I like how I look. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Ryan Morrow is my guest from the Clarion Project. Ryan, we're talking about what uh, America would look like under Sharia law. And, uh, and by the way, putting aside civil questions of, of issues like, like honor killings and beheading homosexuals and, and uh, you know, child brides and other practices that are rampant in Islamic countries, uh, Muslims are free to practice Sharia law in their own lives in the United States. They don't have to eat pork. You know, they, they don't have to. They can observe as they please. But we're talking here about the implementation of those laws on all of us, the Islamization of the United States. Um, and, and that's really part of what this is about. This is not just looking at it in an American context where people are free to practice their own faith within civil law. We're talking about the imposition of that law as the law of the land. So that brings us to those questions, which is what would it be like to be a woman in an Islamic state in America, a Sharia state? What would it be like to be a homosexual? Well, the best resource for learning about that is the new documentary that the Clarion Project contributed to called Honor Diaries. You can go to honordiaries.com, and it basically follows the work of mostly Muslim activists that are women um, fighting for women's rights in the Muslim world. So you can hear about um, basically what they're suffering under Sharia, as well as things that are not explicitly proscribed under official Sharia law, but nonetheless emanate from it. Things like female genital mutilation, which is uh, not necessarily something that appears in many Sharia texts, 
but nonetheless has been adopted as part of the culture. And this concept of honor, the idea that a woman's behavior, if it's seen as anti-Islamic or impure, shames the family, and the only way for the family to regain that honor is for one of the males to viciously punish her, perhaps even kill her, um, and the boy that she's dating, for example, whoever else was complicit in that shaming. Uh, so there's numerous other uh, concepts that go along with Sharia that women are suffering under, and that's why you see women uh, really at the forefront at a lot of these movements for change in the Muslim world. I mean, I think it's safe to say that that, that, that a man is allowed to beat his wife, um, it, that uh, polygamy is allowed, um, and, and other same-sex practices. Women are virtually seen as, as objects of property, it seems to me. All right, we'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Maurice Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and Ryan Morrow is my guest, The Clarion Project. So, Ryan, we're talking about what uh, a Sharia America would look like. Uh, what would it look like for women? I mean, what would it look like uh, in terms of uh, what life would be like here? I mean, you know, I, on the surface, I, mean, I think the best way to kind of expose this is to do what we're doing, which is discuss these matters openly, uh, because most Americans, I think, would reject this, of course. But uh, talk a bit further about what, what life would be like in Sharia America. Uh, well, we've covered most of it. Uh, obviously, the, the punishment for homosexuality is death. They view it basically as a disease that threatens all of society. Um, so they dehumanize gay people. Um, there's different points of view as to how much to limit culture, uh, what they view as sin, and, and what type of restrictions to put on there. Uh, basically, it take, it, it's a, to them, it, they would call it managed freedom, but it's not really freedom at all because that freedom is decided um, by their puritanical worldview. They view, their objective is to cleanse from minds anything that they view may contribute to sin or to the undermining of, of the faith. Um, now, I do want to point out, though, that when you look at polls of Muslim Americans, there is a gap that can be exploited here. There is a major gap between what Muslim Americans believe and what is being taught by major imams and the major Muslim American organizations that purport to be moderate and are not. And I think that activists and especially political figures need to do a better job of reaching out to that generic community and finding the anti-Islamist activists among them that oppose Sharia um, in order to undercut these organizations, because we don't want these organizations training the next generation. How uh, how strong is the um, 
the Muslim movement in the United States that would be rejecting uh, these sorts of uh, political Sharia designs? Well, in terms of popularity, it's very strong. Uh, the problem is that it's not producing many activists because they view the current leadership as those activists, as their leaders. So it's not a movement to change the current leadership, which is problematic, but in terms of views on these type of horrendous beliefs, uh, it, it's very, you know, it's very unpopular. And when you look at polls, there was one done by Gallup in 2011, and only about 25% of Muslim Americans chose one of the Brotherhood-linked groups as a group that most suits their interests, best represents them. And the majority of those, I'm sure, are completely unaware of the covert radical background behind those organizations that they embrace. Many of them just get single-digit support. Uh, so there, there's a big leadership gap there. And uh, I, I think that the Muslim American community has a lot of potential. They do do a lot of good already, um, but, but it's a far cry from what they could and should be. All right. Well, listen, Ryan, I'm, I'm glad you're, uh, you're, you're elaborating on this. Uh, again, the uh, Clarion Project, let people know how they can uh, find out more information and how they can reach you and read your articles. They can go to clarionproject.org, sign up for our weekly newsletter so you get the best articles that we put out every single week. But if you want to read all of our stuff and really go deeper than what you get in the cable news, then you need to read the website every day. Excellent. Listen, Ryan, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. All right, take care. Okay, so that's uh, Ryan Morrow from the Clarion Project. Check them out, clarionproject.org. The election is happening right under our noses. At last, it is here, that nonviolent revolution that keeps happening, that happens every two years in this country. That's not something that we should take for granted at all. It's something that people, uh, it happens only because we are strong enough in our determination to preserve our sovereignty as a people and our limited government as a form of a political entity, that we make sure it happens. And thank God it does. And all I can say is get out and vote. Vote early. Vote often, as the Irish say. I'm kidding. But, uh, again, I urge people to vote Republican across the board, right down the ticket, local, state, and federal, only for one reason, even if you're not Republican, and that is to uh, express concern over the authoritarian nature of the Democrat Party. I would think that if you're a Democrat, you'd vote Republican this time so that your party can correct itself and maybe purge itself of some of the more radical elements within it. It can correct the ship of state. I mean, this is not the Democrat Party of your fathers and grandfathers. This is not the Democrat Party of John F. Kennedy or even Lyndon B. Johnson, although he was more radical. Uh, this is a Democrat Party that has been completely captured by leftist-oriented uh, groups and ideas and that has become manifest in their formalization of power through informal means like judges making law from the bench, like unelected entities, like Common Core controlling our, the minds of our children, and other entities. I don't think these are things that any American wants. We want to have these decisions made by elected officials. We'll be right back. 
While Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy, I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the three-step plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. And again, I want to remind you that uh, my books are available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Uh, Just check it out. Go to Amazon or Amazon Kindle website. Put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E. And up they come. You can read free reviews and and synopsis, a couple of pages for free. The books are moderately priced between two and five bucks. Check it out. The other thing I'd like to mention is that I've partnered with Tidbits, T-I-D-B-I-T-T-S, to offer a daily email, Chuck Radio show notes and podcast that you can get uh, delivered to you Monday through Friday. Um, it's only, and plus the podcast of this program, uh, it's only 99 cents a month. Uh, that is uh, processed confidentially. Uh, the first month is free. No need to put in credit card numbers. Um, you can cancel at any time, so there's no risk involved. And uh, it's a great way to get insights into this program, uh, sort of behind the scenes a look at things. It's a great way to support this program. It's a great way for me to monetize this program. So check it out at Tidbits, the T-I-D-B-I-T-T-S dot com. And uh, for 99 cents, you get an email from me, written by me, and the podcast of this program, Monday through Friday. Just go to Tidbits and put in the term Talk Radio Show Notes Podcast, and you shall see it come up. So, go Republicans. Get out the vote. Republicans, independents, disaffected Democrats, Vote with your feet, you know, express yourself with your feet. Do your civic duty. Go vote. Get your friends to vote, your family members to vote, your teenage daughter to vote, your grandparents to vote, your colleagues to vote. Vote early. Vote often. Vote Republican. This is our opportunity to take back our government, to stop this massive nanny state encroachment on our lives to reassert our sovereignty as citizens who derive sovereignty from God and not from the state. Thank you for listening. I shall return God willing tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the USA Network. Have a good day, everybody. Business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? 
Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and Funds in two to three days. Call the business funding group at 1 800 684 5434. That's 1 800 684 5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1 800 684 5434.